0: Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Too Many Captains Productions. Find us at a moviepodcast.com on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. And now, here comes a new episode of Collateral Cinema. I'm Beau Maddox, and I'm Ashley Chancellor.
1: This is Collateral Cinema.
0: Welcome to the At The Movies edition of Collateral Cinema, the only movie podcast that matters where we focus on good movies, bad movies, and everything else in between in the world of cinema. We are podcasting straight from somewhere in South Texas, and yes, my friends, we are a 420-friendly podcast, so whatever you have, smoke it if you've got it, my friends, and wakanda forever man wakanda forever
1: motherfuckers exactly <laughs> by the way rest <laughs> in
0: power mr Chadwick boseman uh definitely definitely want to like just dedicate this episode to you bro because ooh.
1: absolutely man i mean it was so surprising to lose him the way that we did i mean I, I even remember when you texted with the information, like, uh, hey, yeah, McBo- Chadwick Bozeman just passed away. And I'm just like, Black Panther.
0: Seriously. Jesus Christ. It personally affected me. And I really think that they handled it not only appropriately, but exceptionally well, in my opinion, which we'll get into. But um, rest in power, King. Uh, his presence is definitely missed i i do like what they're able to do without him but i also feel like there's just something very missing from the marvel cinematic universe as a whole actually absolutely i mean his
1: his presence was just so integral to that character in so many ways that i mean they're, they're, they're still to this uh, day there's still a uh movement to recast T'Challa, I, I, at least at the, before this movie came out and everything.
0: Yeah, actually, especially if you're in like any like fan groups or shitposting groups, uh, there's actually was a strong push from a, a certain demographic of people, you know, of the portion of the fandom that uh, they felt that T'Challa should have been recast and that that would have been the best way to honor Chadwick's memory. But Judging by the way that they handled his death in this movie, I don't actually agree with that. I think that they handled it perfectly because what they were able to do is take something that was sad and, and really resonate with their audience. I mean, that that's the way this movie bookends itself. It starts and it ends when, on that note with, you know, you've got the death of T'Challa in universe, which is sad enough, but then you also have an additional layer of sadness with Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, I mean
1: there were moments in this movie where I couldn't tell if it was the characters or the actors who were grieving, you know, Chadwick, you know, like it, it it's kind of, you know, one in the same here. Yeah. You know, I mean everybody was so close to each other in this cast, especially coming from
0: the first movie that I mean, I'm sure that it was painful on set every day. I mean, no kidding, especially because this movie was in production prior to his death or really, I, I don't think anybody knew that this was going to happen. He, he kept it tight. He kept it, you know, as kind of a secret. And so nobody really anticipated this. And and I, you can definitely tell that this script was written before. It was written with his character in mind and then modified. And that's not to say that they don't handle the death well, because they do. They actually handled that within the first minute of the movie. And in my opinion, I think they really did it as, as best as they possibly could have, because I was worried coming into this that it would feel cheap, that it's like, OK, this happened off screen in between movies. And, you know, how are they going to kill them off? Are they going to just use, you know, uh, an illness or are they, are they going to, you know, like, how can they do this and it not feel cheap? But what they managed to do was kind of actually start with the moment that 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 happened where other characters were at. And so, no, he's not on screen, but you're there with the characters that you've come to know from the first Black Panther movie, from Infinity War and Endgame. And and you're able to to kind of see their live, you know, real time reactions to this event that's happening. And honestly, I think
1: that the best route for this movie was to just not really go into how... Uh, T'Challa actually passed. You it's know? an illness,
0: it's, and it's and it's not disclosed. That's, and and that's, I think yeah, that,
1: that's it. It's just just he was just sick all of a sudden. And that's
0: best because I think I remember hearing that there were rumors that it would just be cancer, like in real life. And I was like, well, come on, this is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, surely they could cure cancer in their universe. But no, they left it undisclosed, and I think that's best. That way, you don't nitpick it. You don't really dwell on the how, you know. It's just the only thing that you really see in the
1: uh, intro is that, you know, Shuri is frantically trying to find a way to help her brother. And then right. she she eventually comes up with something, but it's just too
0: late. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, we're, we're dealing with a lot of issues that... Uh, occurred as a result of the events of the first film. Now, Bo, you haven't actually watched the first black Panther movie, right?
1: No, I'm mostly familiar with black Panther as a character from like civil war and the rest of the infinity saga, you know, like yeah. infinity war and Endgame.
0: But so, even so, I think you can kind of, you can feel his, his Ch- Chadwick's absence from the Wakandan abso- atmosphere. Absolutely. Absolutely fucking lootly. I
1: mean, just, just the, uh, just the fucking poise that he had in that character. I mean, there was always a he was always very regal. I mean, he really felt like royalty yeah. whenever he was playing T'Challa. So and and honestly, I'm gonna say that the cast here kind of also kinda envelops themselves in that regality, you know, especially like Angela Bassett. I mean, let she me kill you, it. Yeah. Oh, she killed it. This is Oscar worthy performance right here. I don't I mean, I know that some people have issues with the MCU, I mean, there's there a recent controversy with Quentin Tarantino saying some things about it, but there's still some great acting performances in the MCU, and this right here, this is top-notch. I mean, she really put all of herself into this role, you know, which is a woman grieving her
0: the loss of her family. Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, so one thing that, that this movie does, and I think it does it well— uh, I'm gonna go out and say I don't like this as much as I like the first Black Panther movie. Not quite as much, but it's almost as good. Ryan Coogler, really. But uh, where where I think where this movie actually does excel is in its ensemble cast. I mean, yes, you have Shuri as kind of the more central focus, but not by a whole lot. Um, they kind of you know it, it's an ensemble cast. You have uh, Letitia Wright. Uh, uh, Danai, Gurira, or, uh, Danai Gurira and uh, Lupita Nyong'o, Angela Bassett, Winston Duke. I mean, all characters that appeared in either the first Black Panther movie uh, or Infinity War or game.
1: Yeah, and I really feel like these characters were just expanded upon in a way that's very raw and, you know, it's very true to apparently what you know what he was going
0: for here but you know as far as the just the uh theme of grief right and i think what actually really works here is that uh it does feel like a tight movie it does feel like that the the cast uh really actually holds the movie together well i actually agree i mean surprisingly without chadwick's uh with his absence you know without that central character you can still have this cast really win you and 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 i think that it works in part because they're somewhat united in that grief exactly i mean it's
1: very much almost like group therapy happening for everybody who is involved with chadwick in any way you know Mm -hmm. it really just bleeds out off the screen and everything bleeds off of the characters and you know i mean that that's really what i kind of feel like with this movie is that you know just the just the members of wakanda just in general is the character of this movie. I mean, yes. not, not even the Black Panther. Wakanda is the character here. And it's because Wakanda as a whole is dealing with this monumental loss, the loss of their protector, you know, and, the, and the, you know, their symbol of their, of their independence from the world and everything. Yeah. And, and, and just seeing them come together, like, especially in that first scene where they're having that funeral, they're in the funeral garb, the funerary mm-hmm. garb and everything. And, It's just a very powerful funeral march, but one that's still full of life, you know?
0: It is. No, I actually really enjoyed it. But what's cool is that the nation as a whole kind of has that culturally, but you see especially into the feelings of Shuri, who... I feel like is a very different character than she was in the first film and the other movies. I mean,
1: well, yeah, they had to bump up what was essentially a supporting character into like the main center of this deeply emotional journey. And and,
0: yeah, Letitia Wright needs to shut the fuck up and, you know,
1: absolutely. Shut the fuck up. Letitia. Shut the
0: fuck up. The anti-vax shit is, is yeah, not fun, but she is a great actress. I will give her that. I I can see
1: why Coogler went ahead and just went with Shuri as the center of this movie. No, like as far
0: as as Black Panther is concerned, she's a great fucking character. I've always loved her. I've just always felt that the uh, personal views of the uh, of the actress are unfortunate. But like, she's actually a great fucking actor. The character is written well. I've always loved Shuri, and what's really cool is that she undergoes a metamorphosis and she becomes a different person after T'Challa's death. It's and that's very obvious. And I I think actually what's cool is that you have uh, Dominique Thorne playing Riri Williams or Ironheart, who it, it, in many ways is kind of like Shuri's previous self. It's kind of like a, a, mirror image of, of how she used to be. And I guess this movie kind of needed that with the character moving forward, you know?
1: And also RiRi is a uh, part of that, you know, the other tribe that they've, uh, the, the lost tribe that they've uh, talked about in black Panther, you know, like the, the Wakandans who
0: are not in Wakanda and everything. And this is true. The, the first film actually explored the concept of basically, you know like killmonger's philosophy was that the black communities across the world were all brothers yeah and sisters yeah and and that wakanda should take care of their own and and that includes you know the greater culture you know yeah yeah yeah. the 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 surrounding black culture and and that was actually one of the more powerful themes in the first movie so I, i like that that's extended here yes uh Ironheart's a character that feels like it could have been shoehorned into any of the other movies but I think it works to effect here because you, you, you do actually continue to explore that theme that they started with in the first one and like I said she plays a good parallel to, uh, to Shuri's previous self. And
1: also she acts as a connection to Tony Stark even. I mean, this is totally like she pretty much just uh, ganked uh, Tony Stark's, you know, source code for for his suits and everything and just started making her own. Which is why I'm
0: excited to actually see her series because she's getting her own series. That's already been announced. That's cool. This was just kind of setting her up. In in many ways, it's kind of like how Civil War set up uh, Spider-Man. Yeah. It is kind of what seems to be what they're doing here, uh, which is interesting because Civil War was also the debut of Black Panther. Yeah. I forgot to mention that. I mean, uh, Chadwick was a big part of that, but uh, the other characters ha- weren't hadn't yet been introduced, and those are who are in full focus here. Of course, uh, Martin Freeman returns as Everett Ross. Yeah. The, he, the
1: token white guy? Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like they're our favorite colonizer. I think that's what Shuri calls yes. him at one point. It's like, yeah. Yeah. I love it. I mean, and that's something that I do want to get into is how colonialism plays into this movie, mm. because mm-hmm. let, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about Nemours, uh civilization.
0: Okay. So, yeah, yeah. Nemours. Uh So, yeah, uh, yeah you, you have, God, I'm, I don't, I'm probably going to butcher this. Tanakh Huerta. Tanakh Huerta. huerta. Tanakh yeah. Huerta. Yeah. No, actually, yeah. that's not too bad. Tanakh Huerta Mejia. Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean, yeah. I, I grew up in San Antonio, so yeah, yeah, uh, we're, we're a little we're, bit of that Latin American yeah, we, culture.
1: We, we know a little bit about it. We're still white as all hell, but, <laughs> but
0: yeah. But anyway, yeah, he's it's, if only Robert was here. <laughs> 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 so he plays Namor, or Namor as he was originally known in in the comics, uh, who was the well, actually one of the very first superheroes. He along with the Human Torch, and uh, also Captain America, the right? The Vision. And in, the Vision? And the Vision and Captain America as and well. Captain
1: America was part of that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So uh no, I think the vision was the human torch. Yeah. Oh, so okay. I got you. Yeah. Whatever. I you. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know much about the comics, to be honest with you. But I, I I've heard of Namor. I know who Namor, the submariner, is. Uh, he was actually an Atlantean in the comics. And they actually announced this fairly early on. And I actually thought that it was a perfect decision in my opinion i think it was it was well it was a good decision but to kind of distinguish themselves from the EU, which you know to be fair marvel used atlantis before dc did yeah but dc brought it to the screen first and arguably did it more uh more <laughs> well more did a more well-known yeah yeah approach to that a, a i mean bit. i mean aquaman's definitely a more popular and well-known character than the namor is but anyway so they transformed the Atlantean culture into the Talocani. It's It's, Talocan.
1: pretty, it's pretty much based on Mesoamerican uh, Mayan and Aztec and yeah. uh, uh, culture. It would, I mean, it's very interesting. I mean, they were those were contemporary cultures at the time, I believe. I mean, like like they even in uh, the uh, the city. What was it called? It Was uh, Talocan? Talocan. Like, I mean, they're, they're even playing an ancient, uh, an ancient uh, Mayan sport, you know, I think it's called pit or something like that, where you use your hips to pretty much throw a ball, to bump a ball into a hoop, pretty much, this ring. Okay. Yeah, it, it, it had like a, a ceremonial, like, uh, angle to it in uh, Mayan culture and everything. Like, they were playing stuff like that. Like, I mean, and, and, and it's interesting, like I said, how colonialism plays into this, because we even see Namor take revenge on a plantation, which is based as all hell, I'm going to say that. Yes. It, it, it's, it's fucking based that we're getting into something like that in an MCU
0: movie. And, and actually gets his name. I, I don't think that's too big of a spoiler, but... No. The uh, uh, El Nino Sin Amor, and that's where Namor comes from. Yeah. yeah He's he, actually known to his people by a different name. Cucucan. The the Feathered Serpent God, yeah. Yeah, pretty so, much
1: uh, related to the Quetzalcoatl.
0: Right. They're, they're, I think the, oh my the God. Mayan equivalent. Of- oh God,
1: no. Does that mean that he's related to Lukoa from Dragon Maid? Because that makes me uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and if you know
1: anything about that, Jesus. that makes me very uncomfortable. <laughs> oh God, no, oh, I
0: know who you're talking about. Yeah now you, you know you me ta- this. yeah,
1: now you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh God.
0: But no, no, I love the uh I love the Mesoamerican uh approach here that they used i like that atlantis became that because uh, like i said atlantis is well number one yes it's been used in the dc it makes it a little bit confusing for casual audiences but even more so than that i mean i just feel like atlantis is kind of overdone although i felt like what this movie was missing was just a throwaway line where they were like yeah so talokan is known by many names atlantis blah 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 they could have done like a one of those but maybe that would have been too cliche it i don't would know have been, it
1: would be too obvious too too on the nose plus the the best thing is is that it's not they didn't make Atlantis lily white here you know this is a mesoamerican like ancient uh, mayan culture that pretty much was left untouched underwater for like almost like a
0: millennia it actually works better with the overall narrative themes of the of the black panther uh section of the Marvel Cinematic Universe or you know because the Atlanteans and the and the Wakandans I think always have been kind of uh to get like, it can't have been a thing. Like, like there, there are clashes between those cultures. Or I know at least Namor hates the. Oh,
1: Namor hates the fuck out of T'Challa.
0: <laughs> yeah, in the comics, from, from what I
1: understand, he hates the fuck out of. Bad blood between
0: them. the nations and/or rulers. But anyway, so th- they've always been kind of associated together. S- but I, I like how they kind of better fit it in, that into the scope of the Black Panther mythos. Yeah.
1: Plus, they could have gone the obvious route and just had you know. Uh, Western countries invade, which they do have to a degree, but you know, Wakanda just completely ganks them hardcore. Like like those those French soldiers, he just they just gank them. Yeah. Hardcore and just capture all them. Oh, but, hell yeah. But and,
0: and I thought they that, fucked around and found out. And I
1: think that it's somewhere along the line there's mention of a possible US invasion of Wakanda, but I'm glad that they didn't go that route. You know, I'm, I'm glad that they didn't. I felt like it would have been far too obvious I mean, and... You know, I mean, of course, I mean, Wakanda would have wiped the floor with us. But yeah. Let's face it, Wakanda would wipe the floor with the U.S. military. <laughs> oh, yeah, just, no. Mo- most all Western militaries Wakanda would have wiped the floor with. They but,
0: made it clear that Wakanda sees the rest of the world, as the, the, the advanced, developed world as primitive by comparison.
1: By comparison, and, and they know that, the, you know, the U.S. and other Western powers are going to want what they have. Yeah. You know, and that, that, that's kind, that kind of plays into the uh, story of this movie. Yeah.
0: I think that's what's kind of always been empowering about uh, Wakandan culture, about 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 black culture or or people culture for people of color, which I mean, as a person who's not a person of color, uh, I'm not going to obviously relate to as much, but I see what they're doing with it. And I think that's beautiful.
1: Yeah, I mean and and it's going on Ryan Coogler and everything. I mean, it, yeah. it's it's actually a brilliant decision on his part as a director. Uh-huh. You know, and and like I said, it's it's a brilliant way to bring these types of themes into a more mainstream to a more mainstream audience like this, you yeah. know? Like I mean, I'm I'm surprised that most of the anti-woke people aren't fucking, you know, just up in arms over this.
0: I mean, yeah. Uh there was a little bit of like like I remember when it was first announced and they talked about the whole like Atlantean to to low Con thing and they I remember seeing a couple of people descending, but they were quickly shot down as saying, no, this is a good idea. Yeah, and it actually fits in
1: with what the comics were like sort of. Right, anyways. right. And, so, and
0: I would argue Black Panther. It was one of the better films in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's just as a, as a film, like quality, it stands up there with like Winter Soldier, Infinity War, as just really well written films. Yeah. Well directed. Uh, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever is as well. Just maybe to a smaller degree. Maybe that's because Chadwick's not here, man. I don't know. <laughs> y- yeah, yeah. Maybe that's not its fault, but, uh, but no, no, no. I, I liked uh, what they did with Wakanda Forever. I mean, we went into a little bit of. Namor, but what, what did you think about Namor?
1: I think that in many ways he's very sympathetic because I could kind of feel why he uh, took the uh, trajectory that he did. You know, well, I mean, he, he was born. I mean, he was uh, born out of a situation where, you know, that's actually kind of similar to, you know, what happens with uh, Wakanda and with uh, the right. ancient. uh you know, the ancestors of Wakanda and whatnot. So, I mean, it's, it's obvious that he would have so much hatred against the uh, surface world and everything. And initially, I mean, I, I think that he wants to wage war against pretty much
0: everybody. Yeah.
1: I think he just gives Wakanda a way out first. But, you know, it, it's, it's interesting to me, especially since he's coming from a, a civilization that's still very much kind of stuck in time in its own way. But still, very, still, kind of has its own technological adv- like advantages, you know, like like the uh, masks that they make in order to breathe on land and and all that, you know. Yeah. And also those water grenades and, that they have, like those A are whole, Those are devastating.
0: They have their own version of the advanced technological culture, but the difference with the Talokani uh, is that uh, they. Are all uh, they're all superhuman? They all have abilities. So in Wakandan culture, only the Black Panther drinks from the heart-shaped herb and gains the powers. Yeah, the in the T'alekani or Atlantean culture, they are all superhuman, and uh, Mut- Namor is actually a mutant among this superhuman species.
1: Yeah, isn't he technically going to be the first mutant in the MCU, like officially?
0: Yeah, officially, well, unless you count uh Professor X in Multiverse of Madness and I don't know if we can count that 100% from another universe, it's but I mean, universe. I mean as far as what's been know. seen in the MCU, yeah, that was the first mutant and Kamala Khan was a, is a mutant as well, so Yeah. No, yeah. not actually the first mutant in the MCU, but uh one of one, one of the first. Actually, I think Thanos is technically, but I don't think that's been established in the MCU yet. But uh,
1: okay, I they'll see.
0: probably they'll probably make that a thing. But no, I, I like I like Namor or Namor. I think
1: because that, I think that he's a compelling character, you know, mainly because of his uh, connection to what happened to his people.
0: Right. Well, well, and he's another sympathetic villain, and I think that's where the MCU shines strongest with its villains. Is the the Marvel Cinematic Universe is known for, and some of the more forgettable films or the in-between films, the films that had forgettable villains, that they were not well-developed, right? They yeah. were forgettable, but it, when they have good villains, they're really good, and you have sympathetic villains like Killmonger, like or, Namor, like Thanos, Loki, even Thanos, Thanos to an extent. To
1: an extent, Thanos is even kind of sympathetic.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So... That, that, and that's what makes the best villains, the best characters that are villains. And uh, Namor has always been an anti-hero. That's kind of been his thing. So it makes sense that he would start out as a sympathetic villain, opening up for uh, appearances in, in the MCU where he might actually join forces. Yeah, of course, that yeah. kind of depends on the outcome of this movie, obviously.
1: Obviously, yeah. And also, you know, how, how Phase 5 starts
0: up. Right. Yeah. But... I, I think that there's a lot of promise with the introduction of this character and, and this entire culture that comes with it. And I, again, I think as far as sympathetic villains go, yeah, it's hard to beat Killmonger, but <laughs> Michael mean, B. Jordan Kill, is great. Because Kill, Killmonger had a fucking point. He had a he fucking had a point.
1: point. Yeah, it's like, why not use Wakanda's uh, technology to for that to, to that end, you know, why not? The Moore
0: has a point, the Moore has a point to his own. Well, right. there's yeah. a little bit of you know, well, and actually, again, like Killmonger, there's a little bit of madness to his method, right? There's a yeah, it's, it's like the links to which he's willing to go to achieve that outcome, but he ain't wrong. No, I mean, he's kept his people alive for as long as he has by ma- maintaining their culture or their civilization as a secret wakanda had done so for a while or at least had had maintained its secret as a highly advanced civilization until 2018's black panther in which they come full force to the world and that's the backdrop for which this movie is set is as a wakanda that's promised to share its resources but still can't trust the world with its weapons of mass destruction in the form of vibranium as they shouldn't you know because god damn it they already have a western superpower
1: i, I think it was france Sending fucking, uh, sending tactical
0: operators to fucking take them on. And they and, weren't having any of that. And this is what happened to Wakanda. These are the consequences of the decision T'Challa made, for better or for worse, for, uh, at the end of Black Panther. And we thought, you know, it's a great thing that they're gonna, they have the means to take care of their, of their Black brothers and sisters across the world, the, the, the globe in general to an extent you know but now it's like okay but well, here the here are the consequences of that and atlantis is or to is not going to suffer that fate no no so you know and then that's actually what starts this whole conflict is that the world is is becoming a different place the marvel cinematic universe has seen that over the last what 10 or 15 years in universe yeah, 20 it's, probably
1: it's such a different place now i mean you, you just don't know who's going to be there and who isn't, Yeah. at this point, you know, that's, that's just kind of the trajectory that, you know, phase four really took in many ways. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like e- even uh, making, you know, people that were previously, you know, part of the Avengers and actually like took on Thanos and everything and made them villains. Like, like for instance,
0: Scarlet Witch, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I think it's been cool to see where, like where things are transforming and, uh, with Ryan Coogler returning to direct Black Panther, it, it does feel very much within the same context as the first film, but it's it's where is Wakanda now during this phase of the MCU, during the multiverse saga? I mean, there weren't really any uh, references to the multiverse. I'm trying to remember if they even referenced the snap at all in this one. I don't think so. I don't think there's any reference to it at all. They did, Um, because they mentioned uh, Nakia being gone. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. For five years, which you think is because you know or at least i was thinking might be because she was snapped away but then oh wait maybe there's another reason for that <laughs> yeah uh, yeah yeah we're not gonna go into spoilers no, no we're not course. gonna go into
1: that but but yeah I, here, here's my question ash how do you feel this movie works as the end of phase four and what do you think of phase four in general
0: honestly i've liked phase four so i'm gonna go out in here and say this in fact i think simu lu said it best because obviously marvel films are have kind of come under fire a little bit lately you've got uh filmmakers respect filmmakers whose opinions are are usually important you know uh scorsese and uh tarantino scorsese was right
1: (laughs) scorsese was fucking right i don't care what anybody says (laughs) i know that
0: marvel movies are kind of seen as the fast food of the industry right now but i think simu said something really great um this is uh, Shang Chi, actually. So yeah. another Phase Four film, a good one, mind you. Yeah. One of the one of the best ones this this phase. But if the only gatekeepers to movie stardom came from Tarantino and Scorsese, I would never have had the opportunity to lead a four hundred million dollar plus movie. I am in awe of their filmmaking genius. They are transcendent auteurs, but they don't get to point their nose at me or anyone. No movie studio is or ever will be perfect, but I'm proud to work with one that has made sustained efforts to improve diversity on screen by creating heroes that empower and inspire people of all communities everywhere. I loved the Golden Age, too, but it was wide as hell. There's
1: no denying that. I mean, yeah, they would never. And, and we know what kind of place uh, someone like Simi Liu would have had in the fucking uh, Golden Era. We've seen those roles.
0: Yeah. For, for Asian people. No, so yeah, I mean, like with with uh, the Mandarin, for instance, which which is brought up in that movie, and I think that it's important that we. It's actually that's especially relevant here with with Wakanda forever.
1: Tell me how to best protect Wakanda without the Black Panther. Wakanda will fall. My ancestors would often say, "Only the most broken people." can be great leaders. My enemies call me the home. They came from the
0: water. let superhuman strength.
1: I need to know if Wakanda is an alive. Or an enemy. You can come and find out gracious response to this inversion. Be an olive branch. Further attempts on our resources will be considered an act of aggression and met with a much
0: steeper response.
1: With people that never have to leave, that never have to change who they were. For what reason do you have to reveal your secret to the world? To know what you whisper.
0: Exactly. Diversity. Yeah. And, and taking, for instance, the Atlanteans, making it more diverse in a movie, uh, a, a section of the Marvel Cinematic Universe that focuses on diversity, on, on empowerment of people in color.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's the one place of the MCU that isn't literally white. and And like I said, that's why it was good that the antagonist in this movie wasn't a white nation or anything like that, because I feel like that would have been very cliched. You know, so you know but what? It, it, it's it's different to have like this ancient, the, both these two, uh, col- uh these two cultures with colonial backgrounds, you know, having dealt with colonialism before, just kind of clashing and then just coming to an understanding. You know, yeah. that's kind of what, it, what it, it
0: is. Yeah, no, exactly. So I'm going to say that I think there is substance. I think that. Honestly, I'm going to say that the the Marvel Cinematic Universe to be is more than just fast food. I mean, some of my favorite movies of all time are Marvel movies, and uh, I just you know I, I think that there is substance here, and the Black Panther movies represent that as well as as any of the better examples, if not more so. Yeah, more more or less. You know, Ryan Coogler's work in in, in the MCU is is really on point and I, I like what they did with wakanda forever it had a lot to cover and i feel like it did so effectively it's a long movie but it didn't really drag for me i have heard
1: some complaints about the length of the movie here or there you know and it's, it's fair
0: enough i mean i, I can I, see why you might I, say that but I, it I, didn't bother me
1: no i i don't really feel like the pacing was off or anything you know yeah I mean, and honestly, there were very few moments where I was like looking at my phone or anything while we were watching it, and, and, I mean, I I, I don't know. I I think that I mean these movies live and die by the director that it's given to and the cast that's, that's uh, put together, you know, yeah.
0: but it, it's like, a fantastic, like sorry. Like, like,
1: take, like take, for example, multiverse of madness. Like like, my, my, I maintain that that is an excellent Raimi film, but maybe not a great, I mean, maybe a good Dr.
0: Strange movie, but not a great MCU movie. Well, and but, see, but my, my thing on that is that what is an MCU movie? Because what's great about the MCU is that you take so many different types of stories that exist in honestly, different subgenres. and, Uh, Within the MCU and uh, different teams of directors and writers, and yet there's continuity and not really any glaring plot holes to speak of, nothing that can't be easily explained anyway, and... Yeah, so I think that each movie kind of occupies its own space, and Phase Four has honestly been a really good example of that. Phase it's Four kind is, of been all it's, over the place, it's all
1: over the fucking place. We've had like a comedy movie, we've had a martial arts movie. But remember, this is the beginning movie. of the
0: multiverse saga. Yeah, the Infinity Saga phases one through three are over. Phase Four is the start of the multiverse saga, which will end with Phase Six, with Avengers King Dynasty and Avengers Secret Wars. Oh, Okay. And you. I'm excited for those because that's going to be our next crossover event. But I liked Phase 4. I don't care what you guys say. Okay, first <laughs> off, Black Pet at Widow was fine. I liked it. It was that decent. Was, it was a good little spy thriller. All right. Uh, Shang-Chi was excellent. One of the better films in the MCU. Didn't see it. Eternals was mediocre. Not nearly as bad as everyone says it is. Honestly, I really have no desire to see Eternals. It's fine. Way. I actually was fairly invested in it, and I, I I'd like to I'd like to to give uh, Chloe Chloe Zhao. I think uh, I'd like to see her take another shot, and I'd like to see these characters come back and maybe try to make a better impression. But um, but yeah, no, Eternals was fine. Spider Man No Way Home is one of my favorite films of all time if not my favorite film i'm kind of that that was a highlight i'm stuck between that and like the room and the princess
1: bride like i said i feel that that's just a better spider-man movie than anything you know yeah it's like once again that's another movie that i think as an mcu movie it's like eh but as just a straight up spider-man love letter it's so spot on
0: yeah multiverse of madness fucking great raimi movie and i i think that <laughs> i think it was exactly what i wanted to see out of that out of that movie out of a a doctor strange multiverse raimi movie yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Taika waititi i thought killed it with love and thunder i thought it was very much the same thing as ragnarok ragnarok again was a little bit better i think i think it's a good comedy it is a good comedy
1: but i mean i understand why people were just like okay i think that we are kind of done with that you know and that that's why it's good that they ended it with uh, with Wakanda forever
0: with something this serious and with this much gravity right it, it's a good juxtaposition there and i think wakanda forever is a lot of always kind of a parallel there because it's like i both i love both these films i think that they're very much in the same thing but the first one's just maybe a little bit better i feel that way with ragnarok and Levin and thunder and i feel that way about black panther and black panther Two. yeah is yeah. that they're both phenomenal the first one's maybe a little bit better but the second one that that doesn't take away from it yeah it's just that this one maybe had something a little bit more special black panther one that was chadwick boseman i feel like but I digress. Um, Black Panther Wakanda forever. It's a perfect send off, I think, for phase four. I mean, technically, the actual send off send off was the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. I just watched that today and it's excellent. So funny. So good.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of the other comedy of the uh, of the MCU is the Guardians of the Galaxy. It's like that. That's always a funny that's always a funny couple of movies right James there.
0: Gunn's fucking amazing wherever he, he goes he, yeah. he he's awesome in D, in the DCEU with the suicide squad and now peacemaker he's, now he's heading up the DCEU rightfully he's so the, he's
1: the head of it now
0: uh peacemaker and the suicide squad are easily some of the best superhero works i've ever seen uh so are the guardians movies so was the holiday special werewolf by night that was like a marvel uh that was a, the halloween special yeah and that was like a, a marvel's version of a old school monster movie all shot in black and white fuck yeah kind of like a universal monster movie mm-hmm, hell mm-hmm. yeah and, and yeah and then that was fucking awesome werewolf by night was really good i fucking loved it. whoops <laughs> <laughs> i fucking loved it um and i also thought all of the tv shows were great standouts for me were loki and uh and moon knight yeah those are some of the best works in, in the mcu as a whole but i mean i loved one division uh, i liked uh uh Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we have a black a black Captain America. So fuck Damn. yes. Damn right. Damn straight. <laughs> um you know, Ms Marvel, She-Hulk have all been have all been really really good good TV series. I've liked all yeah. of them. I've enjoyed all of them. I, I I will defend it. I think Marvel Phase 4 is actually great. I have zero issues. I think the only low point for me was Eternals and again, it's not nearly as bad as it, it's it, it, for me. It's like it's right there with like Dark World or uh, Iron Man two or three. It's like I still think they're fun films. They're just not as good as the rest. Yeah, I I can see that one hundred percent. But yeah, no, no, no. But Wakanda Forever and as well as Black Panther twenty eighteen are phenomenal they're actually not even arguably better i mean they are among the better parts better directed better written standout films within the marvel cinematic universe They, i think embody probably the most substance
1: yeah i I definitely like all kinds of substance but i mean you were going to definitely get that with ryan kugler
0: yeah oh what if but in uh, uh chadwick actually was able to contribute to that he had recorded his "What If" stuff before his passing, so. So, so that is his final performance as, T'Challa. As T'Challa, probably his final performance ever. I mean, wow. It, Damn. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, but yeah, no. Actually, he has a he has an he has a, a couple, of few episodes in uh, "What If," and "What If" was awesome. But I love uh, it, <laughs> oh, it does it does break your heart a little bit because uh, there's an episode, for instance, where he's actually Star Lord. Oh, yeah, yeah. I heard about that one. Yeah, yeah. He becomes Star-Lord instead of Peter Quill, (laughs) which I guess, you know, catered to the Internet's collective hatred for Chris Pratt, which... Whatever, I love him. I think I think he's a cool. guy. I think he's a good guy. It's a me, Mario. He's good enough for James Gunn and, and the rest of the cast of the, of the Guardians films. Yeah, but the does MCU. he have to? Does he have to be Mario? Does he? I don't know. Yeah. Does he have to be <laughs> Mario, man? Man, I mean, we should have just used Charles Martinet. I actually agree with that. But yeah, I'm looking forward to I it mean, anyway. I could
1: kind of, I could kind of see why they would go, like they would go elsewhere other than Charles Martinet because. I mean, we're talking about a fucking movie, a full-length movie. It's like, can Charles Martinet carry a movie on his own? Can he do that? That's a good point. So that that's the only reason why I would see why they would want to go with Chris Pratt. But yeah, Charles, Charles Martinet, he's the original Mario. I mean, he's you got to have him in, involved somehow. You know I what? Mean,
0: I think everybody's judging the Chris Pratt performance off of, like, two lines. That's and true. And I couldn't even determine fully if he was going for, like, the Brooklyn thing. And I think he is because I, I wanted – like, one of those lines was definitely delivered that way. So if he's going for the Brooklyn thing – like so he's the, going for a Lou The Lou Albano, I'm totally cool with it if he can do it if well.
1: he If he can channel Lou Albano, that would be great. I mean, yeah. that, that would work. <laughs> But anyway, I, I think that that uh, counts as some good final thoughts on this movie, honestly. Honestly, <laughs> in yeah. and, with, and with hatred on, with uh, shade on Chris Pratt. Yeah. Since so yeah. this is an
0: at the movies, do you, should we give it a review? Give
1: it a review? Uh, like a um, rating? A rating,
0: I guess. Because I, I, mean, I know what I
1: would give it. Okay, what would you give it?
0: Uh, yeah, straight up, uh, what should we do, out of five or out of ten? Out of five. Four out of five for me, easily. Um. Or, or, sorry, 3.5 out of 5. That's what I'm saying. The first movie was a 4 out of 5. No, um, no, no, no. No, 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 no. The first movie was a 4.5. This one's a 4 out of 5. Yeah.
1: All right, right. And I'll, I'll stick d- with that. <laughs> I'll, I'll give it 3.5 out of 5 because, you know, like I said, you know, I don't, like I said, a well, great way to bump out everything, Ash. Sorry. Good job. By the way, we're releasing this unedited, so you're going to hear that, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, we are. Yep, exactly. Um...
0: What was the question again? <laughs> you distracted me. Damn so, uh, yeah, I, I I say this one's a 4 out of uh, four out of 5. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I the give first it movie point was a 4.5. I give
1: it a 3.5 because, you know, I just never saw the first movie. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Fair enough. But, yeah, no, straight, straight 4 out of 5 for me. It's great. Um, obviously, you know, it's not going to be my favorite in the uh, MCU overall because those spots are taken by... Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, Avengers Infinity War and Endgame, of which Chadwick was a big part of. Yeah. Um, but I think that, that this easily falls into uh, one of my favorite like solo films in, in the MCU, uh, along with the first Black Panther. That one, a uh, little bit more so. Yeah. And yeah, Ryan Coogler, I would love to see what he does in the future uh, <laughs> if, if he continues to direct Black Panther. Or, hear me out, Michael B. Jordan's directing Creed 3, right? So. Uh-huh. Maybe yeah. give him a chance with the MCU. Maybe have him head the Wakanda series that's coming out, if that hmm. hasn't already been cast, Or I don't know. Interesting. Uh, have him involved. Have him help write. Or, I don't know. Because uh, evidently he's kind of coming into his career, and it would be a perfect way for him to continue on with the franchise and not have to keep bringing the character back. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> but.
1: Anyways, I guess that, that's, that we can start wrapping things up now.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. what is uh? What's what are we doing next? The Goonies, right?
1: We are doing the Goonies with the uh, Lydia, Jen, and Naomi from Shocked and Applaud. We're gonna have them back on the show. That's gonna be a lot of fun. It's always fun to have the ladies on the show. Yeah. You know.
0: and, and we did Rocky Two this month. That we was did, a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, and that that is currently out right now. If you want to listen to that, I mean, just find it on your favorite podcast
0: app. We had a commentary out on Bloodsport as well this yep. month. That yeah. was good so, stuff. So yeah,
1: fi- check us out on Patreon. We have one dollar and five dollar tiers, and we have full length feature commentaries. And in the future, we will uh, start releasing episodes early. Like I'm thinking, maybe after the first of the year, we'll start doing that on the Patreon.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and um, also uh, f- check us out on uh, Good Pods. Uh, give us a good rating there. Like we can uh, rise up the ranks and uh, up the charts there. Uh, also, give us a five-star uh, review on Apple Podcasts. That's also important. That will definitely help us out. And, and you can find us on pretty much your favorite podcast app, Spotify, Google Play, Apple,
0: all that good stuff. Hell yeah. And I'll Also, find us on YouTube. Find us on YouTube. Uh, we're on all social media channels to really speak of, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, as long as it's a thing. As long as Twitter is a thing, who knows? <laughs> I, I, I don't fucking know anymore. Uh, We have a Facebook group, Collateral Media Podcasts, where you can actually interact with us. Uh, This upcoming month, December, is going to be fun. We're doing a lot of holiday content. We're doing our Bad Movie Month. Oh, yeah, that's going to be fun. Love, Guru, and I am here now. Yep. Those are going to be our numbered episodes this uh, upcoming month in December, and our holiday special will be uh, Kirk Cameron Saving Christmas, Christmas with <laughs> Josh Captain Nostalgia Berkey from victims and villains
1: always fun to have him on the show as well I mean our our holiday episode is always a good time
0: yeah our kind of our annual tradition we team up with victims and villains. And, and that's, that's, I'm looking forward to uh, the rest of this year closing out to 2022.
1: Yeah. It's, it's always a good time whenever we close out the year. It's just like that. That's usually like the halfway point of the, of the season. Yeah. So, and, yeah. and,
0: yeah that's the end of the year for marvel content as well which is cool because uh at the beginning of the year we are opening up with phase five ant-man and the wasp quantumania (laughs) that that'll be interesting i guess we'll go and see that and everything i think that that's one of the ones we should do one it's one of the it's the opener of this season i think we should we should probably do the opening and ending feature films of the you know we don't have to do every superhero movie that comes out but at least the opening the the you know, each phase book in films and the ones that we really care about. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Ant Man would be one of those naturally, even if it wasn't an opener. So <laughs> <laughs> I love the Ant Man movies, man. They're awesome. Um, and I think the all the choices we made this year were appropriate. I would love to talk about Shang-Chi later, though, because it's a great movie. Yeah, I would actually like to check it out. Yeah, we should definitely check it out. But um, with Collateral Gaming, we just. Uh, got our episode out on stray this month and we are closing the month out with God of war Ragnarok, our spoiler free game launch edition part one review Uh, part two will actually be our holiday special. And that's where we're going to be going into full spoiler territory Uh, for the month of December. We're going to be doing the legend of Zelda link between worlds, and we're going to be making uh, December kind of a Zelda month from here on. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be fun. Exactly. Because we we cover Zelda, you know, roughly once per season and uh, at at least. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So uh, I'm actually really excited about that. And God, oh, I have been really invested in God of War Ragnarok, man. It's so fucking good. I've heard a lot of good things about it. Oh,
1: (laughs) I just want to come
0: right now thinking about it. Oh, my God. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, guys, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Go see it in theaters. That's our recommendation. Do you agree, Bo? I agree. Go see it in theaters. Um, I watched it in theaters with my mom. Actually, I watched it for my birthday. Awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah kind of like how uh, we saw Love and Thunder on my birthday.
0: Yeah. So yeah. it was on oh, my yeah. on my birthday. I got to watch Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. I actually watched a double feature: Black Panther One, Black Panther One, and. Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Oh wow! Over awesome. at the uh, was, was it, it at the at, at the uh, the Casablanca? Oh, cool! Hell yeah! Yeah, I think so. Awesome. No, awesome. it wasn't the Casablanca. It was another San Antonio San Tecos Theater. But oh, oh, yeah. okay, okay, one of right. those. Anyway um yeah I watched them both so go check out Black Panther Wakanda Forever this month it's it is really worth the watch Uh, especially if you are a fan of the first film of Marvel films in general this is one of the ones that that you should definitely go out to theaters to see um you know, even if some of the other ones were ones that you would have wait, waited for to to stream, this one's not one of them. Go see it in theaters. No,
1: yeah, this is definitely a uh, theater movie all
0: the way. Yeah, if you're a casual fan or you haven't really watched the first Black Panther movie, I'll leave it up to you. If but if this is your thing, I mean, yeah, I, I like it. Exactly. <laughs> Hell yeah, guys. Well, that being said, I'm Ashley Chancellor, and I'm Bo Maddox. This has been Collateral Cinema at the
1: Movies. We are out. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. Rest in peace, Chadwick.